you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The Around the NFL podcast is ready for their bye week. <laughs> From the Chris Wesley podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. The new voice of Around the NFL, Jason Zumwalt, could not be more spot on. Just got off a you know 14 hour flight from London. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. <laughs> yet we soldier on Dan Hansis, Mark Sessler, and that wonderful voice you heard. Listen, your wonderful husband, John Gonzalez. Again, my name is Colleen Wolf, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> He's been taking your Polaroid around Europa. Yeah. Photos galore with the Polaroid. So you're kind of, you did come with You us. do have a presence. I'm exhausted from all this traveling. <laughs> I've been doing stuff in LA and in London. It's a lot of work. Um, yeah, so Colleen Wolf's here. Mark's here. Greg handled a Monday night football recap. Rams 49ers with JB Long, our buddy. Uh, so you could check that out for a deep dive on the final game of week four. I am, I have to say, and this probably will not come as a surprise to people given the narratives in place on this particular program, I'm happy to be back in America. I, uh, it was time to come home. Old Zeuser put in the seven days, and I had an incredible time uh, in England meeting all our wonderful listeners and getting to experience these career highlights, really, together, Mark. You and I and with Greg and with Gravedigger and Jessica. But it was time to return to the Stars and Stripes, and I'm feeling good. I I uh, am with you on that front. I. We, we did the best we could. I thought we did um, some great shows, uh, most of them. Uh, and my feeling was that I was becoming more Are useless. Are you hinting that the show in which we were recording from a hotel, respective hotel rooms at 3.30 in the morning, maybe not our best work? Yeah, I just I if I could remember any of it, I could comment on it. With, <laughs> Samesies. Yeah. We just did a Power Rankings podcast, uh, Colleen and I, which you could check out wherever you get your podcasts. 
And as Colleen was teeing me up to talk to different teams, I'm like glancing down at the power rankings that are live on NFL.com. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't agree with that. Oh, that's a good point. I'm like, now I will talk about this. I have no memory of writing the entirety of power rankings on the uh, transcontinental flight. But I here watched we are. you. I watched you write some of it, so I, I know that you did. I saw you just yeah. like staring at me well, from no, the we other were, side of the plane. So I mean, we had a lot of kind of rather celebrity-like people on our on our flight. Don't sitting. stop thinking about tomorrow, Lindsey Buckingham. Yep. You want to hear something crazy about chilling with Lindsey Buckingham at Fleetwood Mac for twelve hours or whatever? Uh, it turned out yesterday was his birthday. Right. I don't know if we were chilling with him. I don't know if he no, uh, adjacent. You guys are friends sure. now, right? And then the dude from Scrubs. McGinley, he was on the plane too. Yes, sitting right next to me. Like it's the did kind of thing. Did you share any where, conversation with McGinley? Uh, I did not want to. I didn't want to bug him, but I also was like, he seemed like a nice guy. He seemed nice, but uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where the way those seats were arranged, like his hair was like an inch from my face. Like sure. so, I you know, I was like, how do I even start a conversation? He was wearing a hat the whole time, so maybe you should tell a story that makes sense. Well, I mean, you could see the hair coming out from under the hat. So I, the bottom would, of the the hair that was coming out from underneath the cap. He is actually. Was flowing he actually into did take it off line. for a while, and he's got quite. Um, Nice flowing white hair. Well, what great salt and pepper whitish hair. I think there's some red to it too. I think he's a bit of a ginger. So again, that was, were you I, on the plane with me? That was less of the case yesterday <laughs> in the terms of ginger. Mark's been at the office since three a.m. Yeah, that is the other breaking news here. I got some <laughs> developing news. Mark Sessler uh, got up, slept three hours, and then drove into the office at three in the morning. And you understand this is unusual behavior by. An eccentric. Well, so, I mean, it wasn't just to hang around the office. It was, I'm a professional and had an article to write and uh, needed to get in here and get down to business. Well, sounds amazing that you've been here. So you're now almost impossibly, almost 10 hours into a workday by choice, basically, right now. I don't know if I'd say by choice, by professional choice, where it's like I, I, I like to continue to fulfill my job responsibilities so that He's I don't get essentially axed from the company. He bro, just really wanted to be on time after what happened in London. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? Where's the break? Uh, who was that? Did you guys hear something? <laughs> Unnecessary. Uh, you did have some struggles with punctuality yes. for some cars Which is unusual we for me, yes. to be honest. So I thought, I hope we can view that as atypical. You don't see me riding you on it. But the producer seems to have no. I mean, it's, he he found a way to he saved that till now. Right, a dagger. Right, put right through your chest when we got back to America. Untoward. All right, let's get into things. Coming up today, the Thursday night football preview. Can you believe it? Week five will kick off in just a couple of days with a Indianapolis Colts against Denver Bron- Broncos matchup at Mile High Stadium. Is that all correct? Seems like it checks out. Great. And uh, we will also check in. You guys remember? Do you remember back in August? Connie, you may have heard it. July 28th. Thank you, Justin. He's sharp today. Wow. I don't know what's going on with this guy. He got he got plenty of sleep and rest. Right-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Um, on July 28th, we each offered some predictions mm-hmm. about something in the NFL that will happen or be a reality come October 4th. The day after Lindsey Buckingham's 73rd birthday. And guess what? That is now that day. So we will now revisit those fearless predictions from July 29th. Eighth? Now I'm seeing a graphic that says the 29th. Mm-hmm. Justin came in hard with 28th. I'll have to double check So we my might sources. have to check our sources on that one. Um, well, somebody... 
So, somebody somewhere created a major error that is now uh, part of now our we show. have a, there's some dynamic in this part of the room on the other side of the glass there's a Drew Christensen versus Justin <laughs> Graver dynamic what was the correct date for the fearless right. predictions and if we know Justin he'll just take Drew if possible and whip him under a bus is there a response from <laughs> Drew he shakes his head no. And who's Drew? Drew is our video producer because guess what? You can catch every episode of Around the NFL um, pretty much at this point. Streaming. Uh, where can you get them? This is where Greg would come in because he's good at having this baseline the info NFL that I struggle channel. with. NFL channel. NFL.com slash NFL channel. That's the name. That's it. The NFL That's channel. It. Yeah. There you go. According to Apple Podcasts, that show came out on the 28th, but who knows where. Like maybe there was a time Drew, zone. Drew, you sure thing. you want to get well, on this? NFL Plus, right? Well, then you go to the NFL channel on the app, and you can find the show. If you're watching this on the stream, they've correctly just changed the the subtitle, the graphic to July 28th <laughs> or July 29th, 2022. So I think we've solved that for now. <laughs> Nobody's wrong anymore. That's perfect. And I think you can get this on YouTube as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So go find the show, the video show, if you care, uh, and see Mark and I super jet lagged and Connie decked out in her Philadelphia Phillies gear. Here's the fight and fills clinch a playoff spot. Red October. To the dance you go. I wish Charlie Manuel was still there. Oh, me manager. too. All right. So, yes, we got TNF preview. We're going to check in on Fearless Predictions. Um, we are going to do all that. Before, the, before we do that, let's hit some news. You can watch this NFL season like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. Now, as we discussed recently on a Friday fun show, I have been known to occasionally check in on episodes just to see how certain things came out and uh, just out of curiosity uh, and just interest in our program. And because of that, I am aware of many of the ads that air uh, ahead of or during our episodes. Okay. Uh, can, can you play that again? So this is the one that moved the sticks, which is one of our new podcasts that we've launched apparently uh, alongside uh, this flagship program. Uh, let's hear that again. You can watch this NFL season like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Sticks podcast. You could listen like a fan. <laughs> Which he's being sort of condescending to. Right. I would, I would or, suggest. or listen to the scouts. <laughs> or engage in a massive vanity project Ooh. and pretend you're a scout, but don't be paid for it. And I'm just curious if anybody else found that to be a, a subtle shot at the Kingmakers over at ATN. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Colleen, um, I know, I, I believe this is, the floor is yours here. My throat is closing up and I think I'm dying. <laughs> I won't be able to answer that question. Uh, can we get Colleen out. a water so she'll be potentially, um, her life will be saved. Um, so I just, you know, there is one, can I hear one more part of that, by the way? You'll learn a ton about the NFL, and I promise we'll make it fun along the way. So what happens if you break a promise of the podcast? If do, Are there any repercussions? I think your credibility, like your the way that we view you. Right. You, not you, being, in this case, being Daniel, sure. Jeremiah, and the rest of the people on that show. How are they held accountable? Bucky. I don't know. Rhett. It's like, kids, kids, gather around. We have fun news for the whole family. Oh, Disneyland? No. Move the Sticks is available on all <laughs> platforms. This feels oddly personal. It's because it is. <laughs> Vengeance is mine. Hey, Dan, who hosted the power ranking show while you were in London? Don't know. Don't care. Who was it, Colleen? Well, I hosted with Daniel Jeremiah. Oh, 
Now we're following some breadcrumbs. <laughs> Vengeance. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. I bet he did a great job. Brown nose. That was good. Whatever. It was good. It was good app. You had fun. Yeah. I bet he was great. Whatever, Mark. Pick a side. It just did. Apparently. I'm out of here. Let's get to the news. Kenny Pickett. Stunner. He is going to be the starter for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, my God. I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> this is the best show ever. Kenny Pickett will be the starter for the baseball team that plays in Pittsburgh, the Pirates. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't follow the Pirates closely. I know it's the end of the season. But I know he'll be starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, this weekend. Here's what head coach Mike Tomlin had to say about the move. I don't want to dump the responsibility of what transpired at, at Mitch's feet. That's not fair to him. He's played better than that description. Uh, but we haven't. And so in an effort to be better, in an effort to score more points, in an effort to move the ball more fluidly, we decided to go to Kenny in, in the hopes that he would provide a spark for us. Um, you know, we felt that um, um, not only in terms of our ability to move the ball, but just in terms of energy. And so hopefully um, that's a catalyst for us as we try to move forward and change the outcome of some of these games, man. Yes, there it is. Mike Tomlin uh, said, I don't want to dump the responsibility of what transpired at Mitch's feet. But ultimately, Mark, for everyone in the Steelers and Pirates organization, it just felt like it was the right time because it's not all Mitch's fault that the offense wasn't working with him at the controls, but we kind of knew what the ceiling was here. It was a neck-straining type of ceiling, and Pickett gives you a chance not only to add some juice to the proceedings on offense, but also to develop a young quarterback that you see as a future of the offense. Yeah, I think that the what was happening in Pittsburgh a little bit too, and it wasn't all on Mitch Trubisky, who, who didn't play terribly if we kind of agree that we know what Mitch Trubisky was going yeah, into this. Yeah, play like Mitch. Exactly. But I think that the there was a growing war cry from the other skill position players at wide receiver and tight end saying, look, we're just doing what they tell us to do. Uh, we can only get open the way that we're allowed to in this offense. And there's a growing critique of Matt Canada's scheme and Trubisky's sort of unwillingness, I think, to maybe be more of a gunslinger, which I think you get that with Kenny Pickett. You know, I know he threw three interceptions. One of them was just a deep shot that was sort of end of the game material. But one of them, I thought there was a bit of a silver lining to it because it was him choosing to target Chase Claypool deep down the field, turned into a, a misfire that landed in the hands of a Jets defender. But it was Kenny Pickett after the game who basically said, if I, I'm going to tell the other players on this team, I'm going to trust you. If I see you downfield, I'm going to take the shot. And I think that's really all these guys were asking for. Will it work? I don't know. But I thought he, he brought life to the offense. And this team needed a change because the Mitch thing just ran its course. Will we see him again? There's no guarantee that Pickett's going to pick this up right away. But he also forcefully and confidently said, I know this playbook. I'm completely ready to do this. So it was time. Yeah, Tomlin said that the offense needed a spark and Kenny Pickett brought them to life, but then also put them to death with the interceptions. He had the two rushing touchdowns, but he only had three incompletions. All three of those were three interceptions. And the one was really ultimately like the turning point in the game. So the fact that their next four games, they're pretty, pretty rough. They face the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins and then the Eagles. Um, so well, it'll that's, be, 
Yeah, that's where you can get on Tomlin a little bit if you want, and it's all in the past now. It is what it is. It's not going to make a big difference at the end, but they had a mini bye week Mm -hmm. after the Thursday night game against Cleveland, and then they got the 10 days to get ready for the Jets, who are a middling at best team uh, right now. And if you wanted to put Kenny Peckett in, just do it at that point and then give him a long runway to his first start against the Jets, and then he'll have his feet wet for the schedule when it tightens up. Instead, I think Tomlin got caught in between a little bit. It was a half measure. He's like, he wanted to, he wasn't fully ready, in my opinion, uh, Tomlin, after years and years and years with Ben Roethlisberger, wasn't ready to, to start over with a rookie and everything that goes with that, as we saw in the second half with the turnovers. Uh, but it, it got to a point where I think he, Tomlin, was like, I got to make this move. And to your point, Mr. Sessler, in that debut against the Jets, Pickett averaged 9.2 yards per attempt and 13.2 air yards per attempt. And Trubisky's season average uh, in Three and a half games was 5.6 per attempt and 9.9 area. So he's airing it out, which is good because they have talented players, especially a wide receiver. And I, I get about the schedule, but if you're going to be Pittsburgh's starting quarterback, you're going to get these games no matter what. You can't really protect them. And their schedule right. is like Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles. Then you're by like. Are we waiting a month to protect him because we have Mitch Trubisky? I wonder if that was the original plan. Like, can we get to the bye? I thought it might have been. And then it it became an unsustainable thing. But I think going back to what you're saying, yeah, he was going to face these opponents. That's part of life in the NFL. But the idea of getting his feet wet first, he got one half with the Jets, and now he gets a week of practice. And, you know, good luck to him. Well, I have no affiliation with AFC North. Maybe none of us do. I don't know. But – some will be rooting against Kenny Pickett. I kind of thought that I was surprised that it went down like that with Tomlin because I think we talked about it on the show that Tomlin's not a reactionary coach, that he's someone that I view as having more patience and maybe a little bit more leeway to have patience because he's been there for so long, because he always has a winning record, but also he's never been in this spot because of truth. Ben Roethlisberger. So I wasn't sure how Tell he the react, truth. but yeah, it was. I think it was interesting. I, I was kind of surprised. All right, uh, and one more note about this. the um, Mitch Trubisky is still team captain, and Mike Tomlin confirmed that he'll be going out for the coin flip uh, on Sunday. That seems kind of a rough, wow. rough sitch, but that's just the way it is in the NFL. Be well, it would have been Mitch. a bigger slap in the face to suddenly also just remove Rip his off captaincy. The captain. Right, I mean, it's, just, it's also toughy, toughy. next level. In other news, we all know what's going on with Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott broke his thumb in week one, got surgery, and the thought was Dallas would go down. Well, instead, Cooper Rush has stepped in and played really well, and the Dallas defense has been among the league's very best, and they've won three straight games, and now it's gone from reports of he'll be back by week four, week five, to now Jara Jones going on Dallas local radio, and saying, well, you know, Dak, he can't quite – you see where I'm going with this. He can't quite grip the ball yet. Here's some more from Jarrah because it's just fun to hear Jarrah talk about football and life. Considering uh, the injury, considering the location of the injury, I don't know that you could make any more progress. And uh, there's some things here about healing that, uh, again, I often say only the man upstairs knows how that works. Right. But he'll have a big right. uh, week, and he'll be hard on himself uh, getting it ready to go. That's the best That's part. my favorite yeah. part the radio of that. Dude is like, yes. Of course, yeah, confirming right. what yeah, you have yes, to say. the big man upstairs. Right. <laughs> uh, Prescott is scheduled to meet with the doctors today, Tuesday, at surgery on September 12th, and had the stitch removed from his right thumb September 26th. So, Connie, yeah, 
the big man upstairs does dictate many things. Uh, so we'll save it for the theology podcast. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if the Cowboys were uh, one and three instead of three and one, I, I think Jared might be having some conversations with God and saying, no, it is time for Dak to return, whether he can grip the damn ball or not. Cooper Rush has bought Dak Prescott some time. This Best is case scenario. Here. A totally different yeah. story if they don't win these games. But with Cooper Rush, he's not making mistakes, and that defense is really holding up the team. They're so legit. They're really, really good. They've only allowed one touchdown in each of their games. Um, and obviously playing Carson Wentz, that's kind of a gimme. That's nice for a defense um, because he gets oh, sacked so many times and picked off. But There's the confident Eagles fan come out I'm again. Oh, that's saying, a gimme. I mean, you're probably right. But, but yeah, th- this, is, um, this is nice for the Cowboys to have – it's a luxury to have this – to have Cooper Rush in there and to be able to let Dak Prescott heal because now at this point, w- with the record that they have, he can come back and they're not up against the wall. Mm-hmm. They were such a mess in that week one loss to right. the Bucks. Brutal. Had a lot to do with the Bucks, I think. And just the fact of, you know, week one is week one. But it kind of gave, I thought the only thing that was kind of tough for Dak Prescott was like there weren't, there wasn't a history this season of him being in that offense with three or four games like this. I think in general, the offense is rounded out a little bit where when Prescott comes back, he should be able to duplicate what Rush has done. Otherwise, uh, all hell's going to break loose. I mean, I think they're hoping he'll be better than Cooper Rush, but... Cooper Rush that- is fourth in QBR right now. I know. Well, that's what's yeah. just one metric out there, but he's been slicing through an interception. I think one thing that can't be overlooked with what the rush situation, what's going on here, is the defense is putting him in a positive game script every single game. They've given up one touchdown in each of their first four games, right. the Cowboys. It's an excellent which is, situation. Uh, if, if, I don't know if we see that we're t- talking about the same things. And by the way, he had two interceptions that got wiped mm-hmm. away by penalty on Sunday. So these certain things you see when you, you check out the game. But the, at the same time, he's been very good and been put in a very good situation. Not a very good situation for Tua Tungavailoa, mm-hmm. who has already been ruled out of the Week 5 game against the Jets um, after suffering that really scary uh, brain injury on Thursday Night Football this past week against the Bengals. The right move, obviously, here, Mark. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best backups um, you could ask for. So that was a good job by them building in some a security blanket there. And now he gets the call. And the question becomes, when do we see Tua again? Because obviously this is a very hot-button issue. Yeah, I mean, we spent all offseason talking about not if but when Bridgewater would supplant Tua in the, in the lineup because of frustration performance. And instead, Tua's had a surprise season. He's been... I think, you know, the one game was an outlier against the Ravens in terms of thinking that that was going to be the way the offense was going to produce week after week. It's just not been the case. But Tua, I think they have to at this point because it's become a national story. Um, although I think Mike McDaniel had, had is one of the better coaches around in terms of how he responded to it and just being real about it. Yeah, we talked about this on the way to the airport, actually, yesterday, that um, McDaniel, who's eloquent and he comes from a different... Um, angle and I feel like the way he's handling the situation is helpful to the Dolphins as opposed to a more I don't want to say basic but your typical head coach you might say something the wrong way and it makes the story bigger and worse for Miami here are some comments made um, late last week by Mike McDaniel that really kind of caught my interest in how he went about the answer and the tricky idea of when do you play to it and how do you handle a very tricky situation 
if I if I were to sit someone for a uh, a medical issue going against medical people abstractly, then when do I play them again? Uh, and that is kind of what I, what struck me there. What he's saying is he's McDaniel says he's passing all the the eyeball test to him, and then he has the doctors telling him one thing. He's referring, by the way, to the initial. Um, what was ruled as a back injury um, and then turned out he compounds it with the head injury the next week, even though it looked like a head injury the first time he's saying he's in a tricky situation because if you're telling him that, Oh, you just can't play him. Uh, that's kind of an abstraction. Like you're, you're just, so when do you put him back in at that point? Um, that, that, that kind of tells you where McDaniel and the dolphins are right now, because they know eyeballs are on them right now. And it's hard to have a right answer when you want to protect the guy, but you also need to listen to what the doctors are saying. And if the doctors kind of say he's ready to return, does McDaniel just put him in the lineup? You, you would, it would make sense if he felt confident about it, but you could tell in his voice that it's something that he's you know struggling with. It seems like he's really wrestling with it, just like having having this conversation and the way that he's talking about it, because normally he is a little more streamlined in his responses. In too. that full response, you didn't hear the full response, but everyone, but there's a lot of halting and very uh-huh. carefully choosing his words. Yeah, right. So you can tell that he's obviously under a ton of pressure and everyone saw what happened in that primetime game and Amazon played it a lot too. So we all we all were there for it, basically. And they when they do get cleared for Tua, um, I think that they will put him in, but it's like, yeah, I mean, how do you really know? How do you really, nobody really knows, to be honest. Like, I don't know how a concussion is so difficult to, I've had a concussion before, and like a lot of times those things come back. Like, it's not something that is so black and white. Yeah, his job as a coach is to play players when they're he's told that they're healthy. He's not claiming to be a doctor. And I do like the line essentially about saying, if I go against medical people abstractly, then him as a coach when is he supposed to, when is the decision correct to put anyone back on the field and i think that's what's different about him as a a speaker uh there you're right dan there could have been a lot of coach speak from other people where you play dumb or you just like you kind of put the reporters and the people the fans in a tough place um he does kind of remind me of when i would attempt to like call girls on a rotary phone in like sixth grade i sound very much like that in that performance back in the day <laughs> tell me more about the 70s that was the 80s, as much as I can recall. Uh, finally, in the news, there's a report from the uh, New York Post that Brady and Giselle, Tom Brady and Giselle, have hired divorce lawyers. Whoa. That, so this might be turning into the end of that road, which would be sad. I've really enjoyed Giselle in uh, the football orbit. And, of course, uh, rather than being a happy uh, family dynamic. But that's a report that's out there, Marky. It is, and I, I feel like we've been on the case of this um, situation. We don't celebrate it on any level. We just we, we observe it, and I'm sure there's a lot going on inside the mind of Tom Brady beyond just robotic football situations right now, and they just went through a, a big storm be, down there. To be Tom Brady, you got to make a lot of sacrifices, I think, too, to, to yeah. have football be such a huge part of your life and to be that you know, on top of the game. We should. It gives me an idea uh, because I know Aaron Rodgers is a weekly guest during the season on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Justin, can we get Tom Brady on every Tuesday? (laughs) Tuesdays with Tom Brady. 
Yeah, I'll just uh, hook that up, and uh, that'll be a thing. And just let him know, because I think this will be a part of the hook of getting him to agree. A lot of it, most of it, will be based on his personal life and, and what's going on and what right. com- some private conversations. Um, and unpaid. Yeah, oh, of course. Right. I think we're the right show to handle that with um, with kid gloves in a sensitive fashion that would also elicit truth from him on various fronts. That is what's happening in the news. Let's take a break, and then we will get to the fearless predictions of late July. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back up, Fearless Predictions. Mm-hmm. We felt strongly about something in the summer, and now it's time to pay the piper. Here we go. It's <laughs> absurd. Totally absurd. Uh, yes, in late July on this very program, we tried to read the tea leaves. Uh, I wish, Colleen, you were on this episode. Yeah, but me too. I listened, so oh, it was like I was here. Did you like that episode? I loved it. One of my favorites. I remember oh, it so well. Oh, so that. clear. Oh, wonderful. Okay, yeah. so then you'll know exactly what we're about to discuss. I totally know. Because you've processed it all and, and retained it, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm good at that. Incredibly. Um, we'll go through each of our uh, late July predictions. And the way we set it up was... These predictions, this is what people will be talking about on October 4th once the week four Monday Night Football game is over between the Niners and Rams. So let's go in order. Um, The great Eric Roberts, another really got a really talented crop of people working behind the scenes for NFL media and this show uh, put together this doc flawlessly. Uh, Let's get to it. Greggy, um, did we mention that Greg's not here today? I don't think we have yet. (laughs) 
Nope. <laughs> nobody. Maybe. Nobody. Read. Also, um, where is this doc? Where can I check out this doc? You don't need here. You can share mine. You can. You don't really need the doc. Awesome. Let, let, okay. let the old let tugboat just take us through the sec. All right. It's that's fine. what the tugboat does. Uh, great. Uh, Greg obviously wasn't feeling great over the weekend. He couldn't even uh, do the Sunday uh, stadium experience with us, but he he was a trooper. He gave us the Monday night show. And then we said, take Tuesday off. Let the Iron Men and women handle it for Tuesday. See you Thursday. Well, he'll, he'll love that That's nice. summarization. Greg said, Mark Sessler, do we have this? Let's hear it. Let's listen in. QB index uh, after week four. Um, Mark's writing Lamar Jackson, number two. This is his uh, his uh, profile. Wow, Lamar's up at number two. Through a 2021 season and subsequent offseason of endless storm clouds, waves of chaos and ill fortune, <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Lamar Jackson never blinked. The renewed emphasis on Lamar's legs and the Ravens running game has overshadowed how big plays with his arm left the Patriots, Bills, and Bengals looking like soaking school children who lost their umbrella. <laughs> the vultures Nailed. circling like around Lamar now resemble bright yellow chickadees with the only okay. foul carcass in the AFC North <laughs> lying inert to the north in Cleveland. Okay, send that to me. I yeah. will use that. So, first of all, spot on. Lamar has been one of the very best quarterbacks in the league. Through four weeks, so Greg nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you just going to use that copy? Wow, I'm really, I'm really thinking about that right now because that's what I'm in the middle of. Because you're on. writing, right. that's why you came in almost impossibly at three o'clock in the morning today, which has never happened in the history of this company to work on this. So you have the chance now to insert that into the copy for what's going live on NFL.com tomorrow. Why would I not use it? You why would to. I not save an extra 15, 20 minutes? It's a, it's a slam dunk. Good and job, was Greg. smarter, not harder. All right. The bucket, uh, Danny said uh, that the Buccaneers will be one in three after four weeks. The blame will fall on Tom Brady. This is the end type of talk will start, but they will figure it out in time. Greggy thought they'd be three and one. Mark said two and two. That was really gutsy. Uh, they are two and two, but they are not playing well. And they just got absolutely hammered on Sunday night football. And I believe people are, you know, expressing some concerns about the Bucks early on. But my idea was more going to be uh, the offense would be in a deep funk. And quite frankly, I'm going to say because of all the injuries, that hasn't even had a chance to be an issue. No one's giving the Bucks offense heat right now, Colleen, because they haven't had their guys on the field. So they've kind of gotten a pass, actually, for their inability to produce a lot of points. True. But they did have their guys back for this game. I mm. guess you could say, all right, well, maybe they're just like not in rhythm at this point. And well, I mean, they put up 373 passing yards. Yeah. 31 points. Barely well, ignored the ground game. They they ran the ball like twice the whole game, and all, half that yardage was in garbage time. I don't, I don't know. I just don't. Do you think? Did you watch that game and think, oh, their offense is fine? No, now? I, yeah. I was sort of stunned by what happened to their defense. Although it was the Chiefs and Mahomes playing at like his very best uh, for big chunks of that game. That said, I mean, is Mahomes going to be number one in your uh, QB index? Well, should I reveal that now? Ooh. But I could say that if if you wanted to do what Greg just did, yeah, it would be the second thing that I mean, like you're saying you got this Bucks thing right. Um, no, I didn't. All right. Well, I was. It seemed did, like you were going there. Someone said they'd be too. Did two you and think two. I was saying that I was right? I kind of felt that way. Do, do I? Would it be fair did to I, say what, that uh, anyone's uh, blaming Tom Brady for this? Nobody is. No. Okay, but I think you would be right about Mahomes, very possibly being the top quarterback right now. 
In this piece. Mm -hmm. Okay. In this piece, written by one person. Got it. All right. Mark, Baker Mayfield (laughs) wins the job in Carolina. I don't know anything that just happened. I don't either. We are doing really well. Wait, where is Lamar Jackson going to be in the... He is top three. But he's not two. But I. But now that I've remembered that Greg said all that, and if I could get someone behind the glass to transcribe it directly, I'll just move him to number Why two. Why can't you transcribe it? You have to have someone do it for you. If he's someone could, it would be three. helpful if someone could. Or if, it, if they can't, then I'll do it. But this I will just like make a, him number two. Kind of a weird ask. Um, okay, so number two, he's going to be your side. If I can get a transcription of what Greg said. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, this is according to Mark, wins the job in Carolina and beats the Browns in week one. The Panthers lose the next three games. And now we're going to Mark Universe. Sam Darnold is announced the week five starter before being jumped Mm. by a child gang and losing the starting job to Baker for the rest of the season. Tell me more about the child gang. Well, this is happening um, around the globe. There are... uh, outbreaks or instances of younger individuals, teens, adolescents, um, kind of group mobbing adults in the street and taking them down. And But this didn't happen. <laughs> yes. As of today, it did not. Dan has the Panthers start three and one and get their fans pumped for the season. But Dan won't be buying in and predicts the fade. Greg says Panthers feel like a team that can win seven games. Now the Panthers are one and three. So that is incorrect. But Mm -hmm. according also to this prediction, Connie, I was going to be saying I'm not buying it because they stink, which they do. So I'm taking a half credit on this one and nobody could take it from me. You said seven wins they'll have? Uh, Greg did. Seven wins. Seven wins. Hmm. How are you taking credit for this? Took a half credit uh, because I said they stink. And even if they're doing well, they're still not good. I was ahead of the curve. They're not good even right Half now. Half feels strong. Mm, well, yeah. that was what the judge Maybe came down with. Maybe a quarter. With. All right. Up next, Greg. Uh, oh, he did one for me, too, where he predicted how I would write about the Texans, which I already have done because that's live on NFL.com, the latest power rankings. Uh, let's hit it behind the glass. Here's Greg's prediction for what I would write this week. Power rankings coming in at number 20, the Houston Texans. Whoa. And here's the content. The the old Zeuser doesn't know what to do with these three and one Texans. <laughs> a one point win over the Colts in the opener was all about special teams, and it's tough for Dan Zeus to get excited <laughs> when they dispatched the moribund Bears in Very week good. three. And Sunday's win was a classic case of Chargers gonna charger. <laughs> Still right. the the old new blue eyes has to admit a fondness for Davis Mills. It is becoming impossible to ignore the eradicable greatness. <laughs> that Kaimi Fairban has given the world after another game winner. The what Especially <laughs> to Daddy Rich. <laughs> oh, I like Did you get a tugboat in there? in there? Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you just end it with tugboat out. Tugboat out. Uh, tugboat out. Uh, this one, all right. So this one, the Texans are dead last in the power rankings at 03 and 1. Also, part of the reason why Greg was spotting that one is because there was some Greg and Sessie uh, Heat around the Texans that I wasn't buying into. And sure enough, Davis Mills is not – no heat around Davis Mills, no heat around the Texans. They stink. Yeah, it's ice cold. Ice it ain't cold. Good. Any thoughts on that, Mark? 
I just I find it funny that Greg um he would be agitated that he can't defend himself at all in this show. We hear him in what he said and then right. he's just taken out with a bat. Right. Well he got that one wrong. He got that one really wrong. Sorry, buddy. I can't believe he Get hasn't well he didn't have anything on Gino or Teddy. Hmm, true. Uh we were at I'm a point stupid. we were at a point where those topics uh had tired Dan and Mark to such a degree mm. that I think Greg took a left turn. Yeah, most likely. Uh all right. Mark also um Went to Markland and spoke of a Bounty Gate 2.0 controversy. Erica Tamposi tackles a streaker during Rams 49ers Whoa. Monday Night Football and becomes a national figure. One game is postponed because of an earthquake or birds turning on humans. I do remember this episode now. <laughs> One NFL... I think Mark was doing like a rapid fire. This is, sort of a, this, is, this is a bit of a Cliff Notes version, the way you're reading it, but it was. I think there was more like option A, B, C, or D could occur. Right, right, right. One NFL coach fired because of a MDMA scandal. Kyler Murray has a new TD celebration where he fake reads a book and says, independent study of this, bitches. That was back during the, you know, we need him to be studying four hours a day. But in this case, he would have been a victorious player and basically said, take that clause and stick it somewhere. That would be a great celebration. I'm not going to lie. Now, there was a prominent on-field presence, um, a unwelcome presence at Rams 49ers Monday Night Football. And in the horseshoes and hand grenades world of Mark's predictions, I'm sure you're going to take this as a W. And why, if you why do, are you so, what is your attitude? I will give wow, it to you. Wow, let's unpack what, it. What is the attitude? Why don't you say what actually happened? It was a streaker. It was not a streaker. Isn't a streaker someone that's nude? Well, I guess technically, but I think that this could fall as a streaker because it was someone that ran onto the oh, field. I'm getting, I'm going, I'm getting word that you. You don't have did to be naked. State clearly, he would be naked. The figure. Oh. You're getting word from who? Drew Christensen behind the glass. Pretty close, I'm not, though. Look, I, I'm, I think in general with these predictions, what I try to tell you is that you get a sense of something happening. Right. In this case, a disturbance. And then I, to flesh out the show, add too much detail. But right. in general, like the idea of well, what, what happened I is say? spot on. I said in the horseshoe and hand grenades mm-hmm. world of Mark predictions, we're, we're going to, I'm sure you'll take credit for it. Right. You have given yourself half a point. <laughs> For predicting that the Panthers would be three and one and get their fans pumped for the season. Uh, no, I took the half point for the other half of that, which is saying I don't buy into the Panthers. They stink. And the judges granted the half point. Wait. I think the judges feel pretty good about this one. We're right back where we started with these with these contests and games. Let's Mark see. called a streaker on the field during Rams 49ers. That's incredible that yeah. that actually happened. Was He was wearing clothes, though. Yes, but if you look look on he Twitter and Google or search Ram Streaker, like there's a hundred million tweets. I, and Tamposi was just dressed as Bobby Wagner. Oh, was Erica there? Was she the one? Was she the one that? Ha- I'm just saying. Are we going? <laughs> it really you really struggle with celebrating anyone but yourself. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not really that close, but cool. Uh, it's so how about it's so close? How about uh, let's listen to our friend Harlan. Uh, with the call of the protester, the clothed protester that ran on the field. And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first, (laughs) and he's in a cloud of pink smoke so you can't see him. And now on him are a couple of security guards. That guy is headed to the slammer. 
Did wait a minute. That guy is headed to the slammer. Didn't that happen at Bills Rams too? I don't remember. There was a similar incident where at Bills Rams there was a guy surrounded in pink smoke, and I just remember seeing it after I had left the stadium to do other things. I love that Kevin Harlan. Same, thing. same, same, probably the same unified sort of protest front. A small collection. He's of been on the show, Harlan. There's no one else that uses the term slammer, and he did it so confidently. <laughs> and it was just wonderful. Just wonderful work. All right, the judges are coming in, Mark. Here we go. And half a point. You got half a point for this prediction. That's cool. That actually seems That's fair cool because I suggested five or six other things that didn't occur within that. Imagine same world. it was Erica and not Bobby Wagner oh. that took him out. Would you would you still say, oh, he's not do? a technical streaker, like not well, close enough? We have hand grades and because of the yeah, you get point seven five points if it was Erica. Three quarters of a point. Love it. <laughs> Which is a really nice like that'd haul. be a nice bump. Um, I think it's incredible uh, that. Uh, a man ran out with a smoke bomb at a game. I don't think it's a good thing, uh, but it did look kind of cool. We don't condone it. The photos were kind of cool. Like the hit of Bobby Wagner with all the smoke around him. Mm-hmm. Visually, a visual feast. Like if I'm Bobby Wagner, when I retire and I have my whole room in my study with all mm-hmm. the great photos from my career, mm-hmm. it's got to be there. Yeah, him and, and Tack <laughs> McKinley just like coming in. All right, and finally, this one is um, it's a bit of a, I was going to say shoehorn, but a horseshoe horn uh, our producer justin uh he uh he says he had a prediction as well do you mm-hmm. want to should we cede the floor to justin because he did he went out of his way to say i would like to also speak on the show on this topic. i think it's good to support a younger person beginning in their uh at this aspect of their career i agree i agree I mean, if you would have went the other way i could have said no way right the, turn the mic off mm-hmm. but since you took the lead there and 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 you spoke with. Oh, some... you'd agree with what either if I could if I said we don't like, need say to it hear the other from way. Him. Say it the other way. Uh, we've heard a lot from Justin on the show, and I feel like he's used up a lot of real estate already. No, you're totally right. That's enough. Enough is enough is what I say. But which one are you going with? I think the latter. <laughs> <laughs> People, you know. Is that it for the show today? <laughs> that's it. You know how much it's killing Justin right now because we have a game to talk is, about, but. Is, uh... His fearless prediction was that the Colts start one and three. And he hates the Colts. And he's a big time homer for the Titans. So this is so exciting for him. You're crushing him. And like this, he all he wants to do is talk about it right now. Is it a big, Are you going to let him? He can't do it. Well, not until Mark gives him the clearance. But Mark went with the ladder. Mark, what do you think? Let's let him back in. I feel really? I feel kind of mean. But it, we, already, we already said what it was. You don't have to work with him all the time. He could turn on my go. He did a great job in London. All right. Thumbs up. Okay. All right. You can come in, Justin. What do you got? Well, thanks, Dan and Mark and Colleen for letting me come on. Um, yeah, I said the Colts would start one and three. The Colts have like started one and three or worse every year since 2014, I think. And what is they, the Colts record, by the way? It is one, two, and one. Oh, the judges to the judges. All right. Here we go. And the judges say... Ooh, 0.25. (laughs) (laughs) A quarter point. Not bad. Not bad. Could be worse. Could be worse. I'll take it. Could be better, but also could be worse. Wait, how annoyed were you, uh, Justin, when uh, that game ended in a tie? Because she already knew you were banged for this segment. Uh, I was mostly, yeah, I mean, the segment, sure. But just because, like, now the Colts and Texans both get a stupid non-loss, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But And you, and you did get a quarter of a point. So there you go. All right. Uh, that is Fearless Predictions for Week 4. That's fun. 
That was good. That was good. We'll do it again uh, down the line. All right, we got the TNF preview coming up, but first, a break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right. Let's hit the TNF preview before we say goodbye. It is, speaking of the Indianapolis Colts, they're all banged up. I mean, it feels like everybody's banged up. I know. What's going on with that? It's weird. Weird time of year. Uh, Mercury is now out of retrograde, so maybe this will fix itself. It's funny, the, the Mercury out of retrograde bit, that's been around forever. I never understand anything about it. I missed whatever the baseline, like when people, what I guess it was a news story for real once and I didn't read it. And now <laughs> people say that's that at all the time and I never know what it means. Does it mean just like weird stuff going on? Everything just like kind of sucks. Everything. I think like if you're, if you're attuned to it, it may not affect, if you're, if you're not buying into it, I mean, you're calling it a bit, it's a celestial event to some degree. Like uh, Mercury in I retrograde? Yeah. I told you, I don't know what it is. What is it? I don't really know exactly what it is, but I just know that something happens with Mercury and then it just like messes up all of the alignment. It, oh. Like the energy yeah, creates all a lot off. of chaotic, in theory, it creates a lot of chaotic um, mm-hmm. mental space. Is this space. for the theology podcast? I don't think it's a theological event. It's more about if you view the star, the star movements the astrology a, a certain podcast. way. The astrology po- yeah, I would the planetary... not be listening to that one. <laughs> Like Some people Mercury, are the planet Mercury is retrograding. It's like if the tides are affected by the moon, why aren't the people affected by the moon <sighs> or the planets, right? It kind it's, of just makes sense. I don't think you're the target audience, Dan, necessarily at the, for the way it's being marketed uh, sounds today. Sounds horrible. Colts, Broncos, <laughs> as, as we know, the Colts are one, two, and one. The Broncos, two and two. And a reminder, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football. Uh, Connie. Mm. 
here we are. The the Broncos are favored by three points in this game, and you understand it because the Colts have been so bad. But um, I find it hard to get behind the Broncos in any scenario. And I, I see that we, they keep on getting put in prime time because everyone thought there were going to be a big deal. Yeah. But so far, and we saw it again against the Raiders on Sunday, they're just not a big deal. They don't seem like a big-time team. Do you see them getting against a weaker opponent at home? Is this a nice setup for them to get some swagger back? Do they have the ability to even do such a thing? You know, it's so difficult to say that because every time I watch – their games, I'm just so frustrated by them. And especially like with Nathaniel Hackett, with the decisions that he's made, and now you have Javante Williams out for the year. And he was one of the things that kept me interested in their team in general. He was one of the things that made the offense pop. And I thought that he could be one of the guys that would really help aid them. And and we saw a little bit of Russell Wilson kind of becoming and channeling his old self with the more that he freelances, the more success that they have. But it's just really difficult to get behind this team. And we were told that the AFC West was going to be good, and we believed it. And by we, I mean me. And it just has not happened yet. And now going up against the Colts, who are in their own malaise right now, and they can't run the ball either. Jonathan Taylor, that whole offense was built around running the ball. And this past week, he averaged 2.1 yards per carry. This is a team with all of the turnovers that Matt Ryan, he just can't he can't get into a rhythm. And now you have Shaq Leonard, who had his debut on defense, and now he's out again. It's just tough with all of the injuries. Everyone is banged Mark, up. Mark, uh, before I throw it to you, just a quick update on Jonathan Taylor, last year's rushing champ, and he was unbelievable for them and really has not been able to get going the last couple of weeks, suffered up what they believe to be a high ankle sprain on Sunday. Frank Reich said on Tuesday that this is the type of injury that he's not really at risk of injuring his ankle more. But you also don't like hearing that, Mark, because that probably means it's just something he's just got now pain management and you worry about is he going to be the same player going forward after suffering it. Right. It's the kind of thing where after the season you find out, oh, well, this was why he never really became the Jonathan Taylor that anchored that offense and was such a revelation a season ago. And they are not an offense that can say, we'll just give it to our quarterback because he's thriving. I mean, one of the most re- one of the reasons that the Colts have been totally unwatchable is that, you know, they backed into this Matt Ryan thing because the Falcons went and chased after Deshaun Watson and it turned into a divorce for Matt Ryan in Atlanta. But it's not worked. I think that you could have projected Matt Ryan being in the same good situation that Carson Wentz was a year ago in theory behind a good offensive line, a good ground game, where their offensive line has been abysmal and he's been mm-hmm. on the run nonstop and it's created total chaos with turnovers, fumbles. I'm Matt Ryan right now, I mean, I feel like I'm watching him thinking like, is this guy playing next season? He has a league-high nine fumbles. He's taken 15 sacks in four games. He has five interceptions, a lot of them coming when pressure is all over him, and I don't know their way out of this. Here's something from our friend Zach Kiefer, who, by the way, wrote that incredible piece on Chris Wessling on The Athletic. Uh, seek it out if you haven't read it before. Does a great job covering that scene in Indy. From uh, Naheem Hines uh, on Monday had this to say about the Colts and their 
inability to get out of the gates fast this year and many years. Heim said this, not an excuse, but every year we have a new quarterback. So each year we have growing pains while we sit here and watch Tennessee, which has had Tannehill, what, my whole career? And each year we're restarting and we have to turn the page. So that sucks a little bit, too, that most teams we play have an established guy, but that doesn't matter. We have figured it out, and we will figure it out. And two things people could say, and I'm sure Graver is probably shaking his head and saying, what a crybaby. Uh, I think he's right. What he's saying, I think, checks out every single year since Luck walked away from the football. They are trying to establish a new identity with a new quarterback, and that is not easy to do. Um, The one thing that I push back on a little bit here is, if the offensive line is not going to be what we thought it was going to be, I don't think this gets better because no. you have Taylor. Maybe he will be healthy and he'll be the guy down the line. But this whole Matt Ryan thing was all built on him getting protection, having a better structure around him. The guy that we're getting now is basically the guy with the, the Falcons last year where he'll make some nice throws, but they don't have some lost weeks and he'll look like an old man at times. And I don't think that's something that's going to get better as the year goes on. No, and I mean, I, I, you're already hearing and you can sense a lot of heat suddenly on Frank Reich, who a year ago, I mean, before last season, like had one of the highest sort of respect before ratios. Before week 17. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, like, but you could say that if their owner was annoyed by what happened last season, he has to be extremely agitated right now. And so I think his job is on the line. Chris Ballard's job is on the line. But I mean, also, those are guys that have had to deal with this quarterback situation year after year. They're one of these teams that are kind of good, but not great. And they've not figured it out at quarterback. If they can't run the ball, then this offense just does not work. They use the run to set up the pass. And then when you add in all of the turnovers, it's just a disaster for them. Uh, Mark, remind me again, who is the first subject of the Around the NFL Flashpoint series? Baker Mayfield. I, I mean, I said I just say, so well. it has to do with the As we all know, decided to really go ahead and uh, start to Wentz. take command. No, we had Zach Kiefer on, didn't we? Then we talked about the Colts. You guys. guys. Hey, listen, I thought I teed it up. You guys. I tried. Graver shaking his head, right? Yeah, it was Carson Wentz. It was like a week before they traded him. Zach Kiefer said they're probably going to trade him, and then they did. Right. And we were talking about how did they move forward, and that went well. Um, So here we are with this game. I I think this is a good setup for the Broncos, especially with Taylor potentially out. That might be gamesmanship from Reich as well, talking about at this stage in the game that Taylor, you know, might not get worse. I don't know how you play Jonathan Taylor on a short week, given how important he is to the team. But I guess you could also look at it as this game's important for the Colts. They need to start stacking some W's. I would say this is a Broncos win and an easy Broncos win at home, but there's nothing about the Broncos that's been easy so far. So it could be a close one here. And also Matt Ryan with the fumbles. I mean, I know we're talking about the turnovers, but it is really – Surprising to me that he has nine fumbles in four games. Like that is old guys that can't move, and we just Oof. saw it with Flacco during yeah. his time with the Jets. Even guys that were established stars or real talented guys. Flacco was a Super Bowl MVP. Ryan, we know, was a borderline Hall of Fame type guy with the Falcons. Once they lose any mobility and they become that older statue, as we call the uh, Stone Age pony, they don't hold on to the ball anymore either. A lot of well, these it's guys. not just him. You know, running around untouched in it, the ball slipping out of his hands. It's him getting destroyed by right. two or three people sometimes. He's taken some terribly brutal hits. So you wonder if he's going to last the season. The Broncos don't have Randy Gregory. He's been put on IR with a knee. And I will but add he'll one, be back. I will add one other note yes. from Gravedigger that the game, if you're a viewer or a fan, appears 
only on Amazon Prime and NFL Plus. Oh, wow. Mark. Mm-hmm. I was going to tag the combo with that, but you just went and grabbed the reins. I did not. I thought that I didn't want to leave you Broncos feeling country? like... Let's Are you feeling sure. some heat? Like no. maybe Mark is coming no. for no, 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 you. No. I was trying to help you. Quite the opposite. Broncos okay. country. Let's ride. Quite the opposite. Okay. I loved that Mark took that initiative and said, I'm going to get that plug. Hey, I'm Russell Wilson. And, and if you guys default. are interested in a pregame show leading up to the game, <clears throat> I'm getting a little. <laughs> it's emotional. We got to get out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> Go ahead. Get the plug in. You can check out NFL Game Day Kickoff, making sure that is the name of the show. Yeah, right here on NFL Network. There she is, the anchor of NFL Network's Thursday Night Football coverage is Colleen Wolf. So check that out. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy um, very exciting. <laughs> oh, man. More innocent times for Nate Hackett. That Hackett. was a different period. Uh, at least, you know, with Nate Hackett, by the way, we're not talking about the other grisly mishaps in his coaching career the first two weeks. That thing's calmed down a little bit the last two weeks, but here we are again in another primetime spotlight game for our guy. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. All right. Anything else? Anything? Any uh, final London takeaways, Mark, that you might have had in the chamber? I wanted to share my absolute um, admiration for the recording artist Youngblood. I had a note about Youngblood, too, so go on. I think that we both enjoyed that. Youngblood, who I was not aware of his material. He's a English. I think he's like in the mold of kind of like I'm George Michael, but if I was Green Day, if I listened to Green Day growing up, um, he kind of has that punk pop vibe. And I know I'm not supposed to like him, but I thought he had an electric stage presence in the halftime show, Saints-Vikings. I couldn't keep my eyes off him. The music seemed to be catchy enough. I'm in. I'm a young blood fan. And by the way, the spelling Y-U-N-G-B-L-U-D. And if you think that's him trying too hard, you're Why wrong. Why aren't you supposed to like him? Uh, it just doesn't seem like I'm the demographic for the young blood hmm. uh, nation, uh, the bloodies, the bloody noses. But I, uh, <laughs> I am. I'm a member you're an of old the blood? delegation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm not a young blood. I'm an old blood, and I'm in. <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to share that plug for Young Blood. Yeah, the note that I had, which I wrote during the halftime show, I don't know if they, this appeared in the American version of the broadcast, but Young Blood putting his all into it. I thought that that's what he was Just doing. Just a tremendous mm. effort by Young Blood. I mean, he really, the, 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 the showcase ended with him lying on his back at, at midfield um, after he had a cameraman with a steady cam chasing him around for probably, if they wow. did a next-gen stats on that, 280 I yards. But he was going exactly 20 miles an hour. Right. They always are. <laughs> By the way, so John is still over there in London. And yes. I guess there is a rail strike coming up on Saturday. And he... I think it's ongoing, It's but they pick different days for right. it. Right. Yeah. So he's supposed to travel to some club. And it's two and a half hours away for like a night the club? story. And he was like gonna, a soccer club. He was going to train there. I asked him about that yeah, initially. Yes. And it's the day that he has to go that they're doing the rail strike. Oh, so he has sitch. to rent a car and drive two and a half hours on the other side of the street. <laughs> I think it's going to go great. Oh, my God. What if like John was actually driving all around the the country of England just to go to nightclubs? He's like, oh, yeah, I got this four-hour drive club to go tour. to the hottest club in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go to the He's one. He's Stefan all of a sudden from SNL. The thing so, I, John, this is for Sports Illustrated. You're sure? The thing so I would ask is like, because our experience in London, in the in the 
deep urban area parts of it, like the taxis are going insane all over the place suddenly. Like it's one thing if you dropped Gonzo in his rental car deep out in the country somewhere. It's like he's got to find a way to get out of London where it's like huh. a, it's like central Iran trying to drive there at this point. So good luck to John. Is central yeah. Iran known for its gridlock traffic? It just seems like a chaotic place to suddenly be driving a car, but especially London. John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12th, 1977, is an American sports writer who's married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who is a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. All right, that's it. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with the week five preview show and then Friday with the Friday fun show. And then, yes, Sunday, the week five flagship program. Connie, always I've always done a it blessing again. and a pleasure, and you've said it all. Mm-hmm. I always do. Get some sleep, you too. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool of you to let Justin talk on that one and three thing. I felt my heart pulled in that direction. I felt power. Heed the call. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.